classic theme thing. Take it away, Bill. Stay out with the words. Yeah. Everybody sing Here along. Go. <laughs> yeah. oh, hold on. Remember I said those things about the games? Mm. Something about Bulldog and blue and white. Something. Fire clothes. <laughs> Yay. Go Spike. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Just clicking over to 8.13 here on this Thursday morning. This snow that we had today, not a lot of it, but it's that greasy snow. You know, like yeah. I, I found myself sliding more today than I was coming in. A couple of days when ago. We had, we that? had that? Tuesday, Monday. When was the when snow? It was, first it was Tuesday. It's it all a blur, Tuesday, isn't it? It's all, <laughs> it's all blur. You know it's going to be, Deb, because we're in this pattern, mm. right? Snow here, then a day off. Snow here, then a day off. Snow there, then a day off. And then we get stupid cold. It's getting stuck. It's sticking because right. of that, yeah. Yeah, welcome to winter. So I want to take you through what we know right now and then how we're going to approach it so that you can stay informed with us here at 620 WTMJ. I gave the analogy before when you're shopping for appliances or whatever or some major household product, it's... Um, we have good, better, best. Here's our good product. If you want to invest a little bit, this product here is very good, right? This this will work for you. This next level up is is better. Not that there's anything wrong with that first one, but the next one's a better. It's a it's a higher price point. And then our premium product is here. Now you're going to know what you get with the premium, right? It's worth it. But but don't they always show you the best first and then go down to the better <laughs> best, <laughs> slightly less best? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> good, and then right. you want the best one. In terms of scenarios for this <laughs> forecast as it's shaping up, we just have a a not real good and a worse. Yeah, that's what these are the options that I can present to you today based on what we're hearing from our meteorologists. So this is a number of the meteorologists at TMJ4. Craig Copleen works uh, for us here at WTMJ as well and just putting together their different forecasts that they build off of the data that comes through every six to 12 hours. New numbers coming in a little more accurate in terms of the path of the storm, how much moisture is in it. Uh, Looks like Friday afternoon and into evening is real nasty any way you cut it. Right. Copleen laid it out of if it's not a blizzard, which it may be, and let me lay that out for you again, for something to technically be a blizzard, the B word. Doesn't mean 35 inches. Right. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's real windy. There are very specific parameters that the National Weather Service uses in defining a blizzard. They are, got to have winds sustained around 35 miles an hour or frequent gusts to that level. So you got that going. You also have heavy snow that will reduce visibility to about a quarter mile. And these conditions need to exist over an extended period. They like about three hours. So if you're going to have those conditions mixed together for a matter of hours, that technically is a blizzard. If you're caught in it and the wind gust is 34 miles an hour instead of 35, whether it's technically a blizzard or not is not of great concern to you. Sounds like very hazardous driving conditions. And so we want to make you aware of that. You know, we went back and forth with this, especially when I was on TV. We hear it too, you know, like, ah, it's snowmageddon. Ah, you guys want to... of no benefit to Eric or to me or any of us here to to spook you into listening. <laughs> like, you'll remember that if we constantly come on here and say like, well, it's going right, to be the end right. of the world and it's not or whatever. So this is the information we have right now. You plan accordingly. You want to go out Friday night? Go out Friday night. I'll never tell you to go to the store and stock up on canned goods. That's up to you. 
So I, I would like to think by tomorrow or in tonight, it'll solidify even more for the timeline situation, right? That's the other thing. I was explaining the other day, you know, working with Craig and Niz and those folks over at TMJ4 for so many years. Like, I started to learn, like, what their process is. And said every, I think it's every six, maybe it's every 12 hours, they get these, these data dumps, yeah. the, the models they talk about all the time. And so with each, as the storm gets closer, as the day gets closer, those models become more accurate because it's, you know, they're based on more recent data. So sometime about midday is when this next data dump will happen for the meteorologists, and then they'll be able to look more closely at that. What's interesting is there are a lot of ways for storms to turn into a bust, right? So the meteorologists say, hey, we're going to get... Yeah, half a foot of snow or whatever, and then it turns out to be, bah, we didn't yeah, get that. Yeah, it tracks north or south, and it misses us. That's one of the primary ways, is the storm tracks in a different direction. So we were in the bullseye, but then for whatever reason, it dips south, or it stays north, and we don't get what was forecast. The other way is it loses steam, or the lake punches a hole in it, or whatever weather conditions cause the storm to be depressed. What I'm hearing from meteorologists across the board is, number one, the storm is for real. It is happening somewhere. And number two, there's no scenario where they see it completely misses us. So that's what they're basing uh, their forecast on right now. On the high end, what are you seeing? Seven to ten? Seven to ten is what I've seen. Looks for like the a inland, strip. There, there is a yeah. possibility still for a little bit of that lake stuff like we saw the other day where it'll be less mm-hmm. at the lake. Because there's going to be a little bit more rain mixed in. When you're looking at a high temperature of 35 degrees on Friday, when you're in those low 30s, you got a rain-snow mix. Or it's coming down as snow, but it's melting on contact. Again, this is long-duration stuff. Like we had uh, from our guy there, uh, from uh, the... the name oh, is my plow escaping. operator yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah, from Great Lakes? Yeah, from Great Lakes. He was saying that what was so great for them as a snow clearing operation was that it was a long duration situation. It was several, thir- what, 36 hour thing right. almost. It's the same deal here. 6A start time, what, tomorrow morning. Noon is the end of this on Saturday. So you're talking about a long duration with it really ramping up tomorrow afternoon. So in terms of the snow total, 7 to 10 would be the highest that I'm seeing, and that's for a band that's a little bit away from lake from the lake, but not so far west. So right. there's just sort of like one of those little bands in there that's a 7 to 10. And remember, when I say 7 to 10, when they predict 7 to 10, Could be seven. there's a 7 in there. <laughs> well, you said 10 inches. I said 7 to 10. And it's not my forecast, it's theirs, but I'm saying, like, I know that's something that would frustrate them a yeah. lot, is like... I said two to five. People got two and a half, and they're like, where was the snow? Well, I said two to five. It's a range. And I'll give them this grace. They're still predicting the future. Glad I don't have to do that in my job. So this is the forecast as it sets up. We'll know much more as the day continues. Stick with us here on WTMJ. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Rolling on here on this Thursday morning. Want to talk a couple of things with our in-studio guest this morning. Glad to be joined by Deputy Christine Rodriguez from the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. First off, let's uh, have other things to talk about today, but I want to ask you about the weather. I mean... What if you're if you're one of those deputies who's out there on freeway patrol today? I, is are you looking forward to that? Or are you like, oh, <laughs> today's a snow day? That's a rough day for sure. Um, snow days are hard. You know, you have to make sure you have all of your gear and make sure you're warm. And there's going to be a lot of disabled vehicles out there usually. Um, so 
we're just ready for for anything. We're always standing by. But yes, it is. Snow days are rough for us, for sure. I know you protect and serve and whatever, but you got to come up on some of these rollovers or, you know, car and ditch or whatever and be like, come on. How fast <laughs> was this guy going? Like, it's snowing. For sure. Yeah, we, we do our best, you know, to get out there and, you know, preventative stuff and try to get people to slow down, keep distance. Um, but even then, you know, it's 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 hard. We get it. But yes, it, sometimes we do come across things where we're just like, really? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and tomorrow night's one of those things like we we're talking about. it. Friday night's a big night in the business community. Restaurants and bars and There's, shows yeah, and yeah. things and people want to go yeah. out. So I, I'm always careful about the words that I choose when we're here on the radio. I don't want to tell anybody what to do. I don't want to be that guy. Don't go out tonight. Whatever. <laughs> but, you know, do, do you have a line from a public safety perspective of where you want to tell folks like, hey, look, do yourselves and do us and our deputies a favor. Also, don't put other people in danger if you don't have to be out there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Pick and choose your, you know, what what's important to you. You know, if, if obviously if you have to get to work, you have to get to work. But, you know, if you're just out there um, for social times or whatever, it's it, it makes it more difficult. So, um, have yeah, stay home if you have to. Have a couple of beverages. Everybody <laughs> walk home, right? <laughs> Deputy Chris, Christine Rodriguez is our guest. She's here for the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. The reason I wanted to talk with you today is you have a kind of a unique hiring event going on. We're talking about hiring positions, corrections positions in the Milwaukee County Jail. And, you know, the jail has come under scrutiny for a better part of a decade for you know, being understaffed or other things that have gone on there. I wanted to start with that because a number that I saw from the sheriff's office in terms of how your staffing was at the jail, 250 budgeted positions for corrections officers in the jail or various positions. And you were at one point were down to 120. I don't care where you work. If you're down to like below half of where you should be, things get frustrating. Oh, for sure. Um, And there a lot of challenges came with that, obviously, and, you know, just the historical, you know, aspect of corrections in general across the nation. It's a, it's a difficult job to fill. Um, it's a challenging job. So and it doesn't help that the pay was not what it needed to be. And now with this pay raise, I mean, it's it's up to thirty dollars and they're deserving of that. And if not more, I would argue. But, um, you know, it it's going to help with that push and getting our numbers up because we're now we're getting more obviously more quality candidates coming in. We can be choosier. Um, these hiring events have really helped us um, get our staffing levels up the last two years. We're on the up and we have about 50 positions we want to fill now. So um, I just think that as long as we keep that trend, we'll, we'll right. be good. We're, we're, we're on a good path. So what is the hiring event? How does it go about? What happens at it? Who shows up? Can for anybody sure. show up? Right? Do you have to have some <laughs> sort of law enforcement background? Or yeah, background? yeah, for sure. There are, there are a lot of standards there. Um, so you have to be at least 19 years old. Um, and have a high school diploma or proof of high school graduation. Um, and then from there, you would pass an interview with some of our staff who currently work in our jail, some of our supervisors and uh, COs who work there now, um, to get a better feel for the candidate, make sure that they can work their way through challenging situations, and make sure that they can work with a diverse set of uh, people. So um, once they get through that, they'll be put through like a preliminary background, and um, we'll kind of like run their name, make sure they're good, um, don't have any uh, serious offenses. And then from there, um, they'd be put through. They'd get a, a doctor's physical, pass a drug test, all the standard stuff. And then they get put through like a more intense background later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why we're doing the hiring event this way is just because we're trying to cut back on all of the time. Uh, the process in general for the county takes a really long time for us usually. And <laughs> we don't. County government take yeah. long? Right. Yes. <laughs> we don't want to lose our candidates in that process to other oh, jobs or, you know, other other things out there. So 
we've really made a big push to make it as easy as we can for the candidates, for them to have a good experience and a quick one, um, you know, getting into any of our jobs that we have to offer. You know, from a news guy perspective, <clears throat> making people care about the Milwaukee County Jail, for example, is sometimes a challenge. You know, for like sure. most folks go about their business. They're not going to end up in jail. They don't know anybody who's going to end up in jail. Right. For so sure. I, I always look at it like this is who knows Maybe it's a drunk driving or maybe it's some other incident or maybe you're mistakenly arrested or whatnot, but it could be someone there and you want the jail to run properly. It's not loaded with the worst criminals in the world uh, 100%, right? Yes. It's it's complex for sure. There's a lot of, there's a variety of reasons why you could end up in the jail. Like you said, Um, a lot of our, obviously our pretrial, so, you know, they're not guilty by any means until they're proven guilty, right? So... They deserve, uh, you know, respect and, tr- and and care, right? They're in our care. So, um, you know, we, we take that seriously. And so that's why we want to make sure we're getting the best candidates out there. Uh, in terms of what that person is, what kind of person goes into corrections? And are you looking for people who are going to c- continue a career in corrections? Or can this be a stepping stone what, to other yeah, jobs? What kind of career does it lead to? Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. It can lead to multiple things. I mean, the criminal justice system is, is large um, here in the state of Wisconsin in general. So it can lead to a lot of things. But I have seen people come in from various jobs, you know, from the Starbucks barista to, you know, somebody who's working in social work to somebody who, you know, I don't know, is in media. So um, I've seen a lot of people kind of changing their career tracks and I something think more the reason for that rewarding something that's going to um, keep them motivated coming into work. And this is different. Every day looks different, um, you know, especially on the deputy side as well as on the correction side. Every day is different. And so if you're looking for that, um, it's a challenge. I'm, I'm challenging those folks out there who are maybe have never thought of themselves in a correction officer role. You actually might possess skills that you never really thought you you had and skills that are useful for us. I mean, we're looking for people to be able to relate to people and um, can identify the issues and, and know how to solve them. It's, it's pretty cut and dry that way sometimes. Um, and you have to be susceptible to some of the training that we, we go through. Um, first aid training, for example, and things like that. You have to be able to retain that information so that, you know, when you're in a situation, in a crisis situation, you're able to revert to your training. So um, there's a lot that goes into it, but don't, you know, don't be quick to eliminate yourself as someone who has good potential to be a correctional officer. Um, it, there's a lot of opportunity. And if you're using it as a stepping stone, like you said, um, that just opens up more doors for other things. So real quick question just came in on the text line. Is there an age maximum for people who apply? No, there is not. As far as I'm aware, there's not a, a maximum, just a minimum at 19. Um, as long as you can perform the duties, you're good to go. But it makes you a stronger person, too. You go through this training and all that, and you, if, if you're good at it, right, you, co- you emerge stronger. Exactly. When and where is the event? So the event is um, today. Um, it's starting at 10 a.m., so don't drive fast to get there. Just take your time. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll take you. We'll be there till 5 p.m. Um, it's located at Umos, 2701 South Chase. Um, you, you know, we'll get you there, get you checked in with HR and, um, we have computers there. So if you want to apply, um, go ahead. Otherwise, if you've already applied online, you can still come and, and interview, um, today as well. So it may not way. be a bad idea, right? Just to get some FaceTime. Exactly. Yeah. Deputy Christine Rodriguez is with the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Appreciate it. You and uh, all your fellow deputies stay safe out there today and through the weekend. And for forever. Sure. For sure. I appreciate you. <laughs> stay safe. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. 832 on Wisconsin's morning news. 839 on Wisconsin's Morning News. I 
it's I feel like today's a bookend. We have to talk about it. Yeah. And then we and then we don't have to anymore. Then That's it's fine. over. Then it can be over. Then it's over, over, over. Okay. Bookend. So Aaron Rodgers, as some folks know, has been on the Pat McAfee show in some variation of the Pat McAfee show, which is now on ESPN, for four years now. And now it is now finally over. For now, anyway. Over, over. So Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, season four is uh, done. Yeah. Oh, Good season. There's going to be a lot of people that are happy with that. Myself included, to be honest. With the way it ended, it got real loud. Mm -hmm. And uh, real loud. I'm happy that that is not going to be my mentions going forward, Mm -hmm. which is great news. (laughs) He's done with it. McAfee cutting short the Aaron Rodgers segment. So it was supposed to go to the end of the year, at least through the Super Bowl, because they like talking ball with Aaron. But it had gotten to be so much more, whether it was talking about Jimmy Kimmel being on a list or talking about other things, the efficacy masks of masks and vaccines. And, and, and uh, McAfee was done with it. Tired about hearing about it. Tired about not talking about sports. Tired about getting yelled at on Wednesdays, either by other fans or whatnot. So he, they called it. Said, okay, we're done with this. Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. He's a four-time MVP. He's a massive piece of the NFL story. Whenever you go back and tell it, he will be a huge part of it. We are very lucky to get a chance to chat with him and learn from him. Some of his thoughts and opinions, though, do piss off a lot of people. A lot of people. And uh, I'm pumped that that is no longer going to be every single Wednesday of my life. <laughs> just Do you believe him? Because the conspiracy will be, the conspiracy theory will be that Disney could, wins. Right, ESPN yes. wins. The big boss, whether he, whether it went all the way up the top to, to Iger at Disney, because Disney owns both ESPN and ABC, You know whether it went that high or whatever. Some higher ups went down there and put their thumb on McAfee and said, you're done if you keep bringing this guy out and you know, Uh, Maybe, but he sure seemed happy about that. I'm pumped was the last thing you just heard him say. I believe him for the reasons that he stated. And like you said before, this guy hosts a sports show. You know what what Pat McAfee likes to talk about? Sports. Sports. You know what people who listen to that show like to talk about? Sports. And it went somewhere else. And okay, here or there. But right when he's saying every Wednesday, everything that he had to talk about was not sports or things that he's not even really that interested in. And it was on his Tuesday segment. Wednesday was when it would be all the blowback or whatnot. So right, like like the show was hijacked by these other topics. Yeah, especially at a time when there is a lot going on in sports. There's a million things happening, and not only just in the NFL, but in the college ranks, too. So... Yeah, so now it's officially over. We can be done with this until the next time. He will pop up from time to time still, but for now, ART is no longer on ESPN. You know what else comes to mind is a lot of the folks who would say that, oh, you're silencing Aaron Rodgers because of the COVID stuff, and you're silencing Aaron Rodgers because he says controversial things about this or that, and that that's wrong or whatever, would be the same folks who argued, like, when I watch sports, I just want to talk. Yeah. I just Stick want sports. sports. Keep your politics out of my sports. That's a great point. But probably a lot of the same crowd. Great and I'm point. in that crowd largely. When I tune into the Packer game at 3.30 on Sunday, you know why I'm watching? I really want to watch the Packers. <laughs> I want to watch some football. And I don't want to be preached to, and I don't want political stuff. Yeah, One way or another, I don't want kneeling or standing or what. Just no, like, let's go. I'm here to watch football. Stick to the sports crowd has to stay the stick <laughs> right. to sports crowd. You can't, you can't waver then right. and say, oh, no, ah, So fine. I believe, ah. I believe McAfee. And fine, you're relieved of duty in, in watching <laughs> the story. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. 843 Wisconsin's Morning News. Thank you.
This quick before we get to a lot of national politics, and I got a lot of stuff on that. Here's the menu. I got Defendant Trump. I got Candidate Trump. I got Hot Mike Christie. I got Haley hot DeSantis. Mike Christie. Oh, Hot Mike Governor. Oh, boy. But let me let me address the Robin Voss recall effort really quick. And this will be the last time probably I talk about it, but for the news or whatever, until if and until they get close. Because anybody can file recall papers against anybody else oh, and get so a whole you, bunch of attention. So are you issuing? Is this a moratorium? Is this a moratorium? For the program? Yeah, I mean, outside no, of the no news, more newsroom talk? does what it does. Outside of the newscast, sure. Yeah, and and what is close and how will I have to define that? You like I to issue know. moratoriums. So the, yeah. the moratoriums in the past, there's been stuff for government shutdown. Yes, right, debt not, ceiling shutdown. Not given, right. not given that any attention if unless, raise the debt ceiling unless by we're this day, and an we hour do. away or whatever. Yes. Can I ask you, issue one? How about impeachment? Sure. Can we not talk about impeachment unless there's actually an impeachment? Yes. Okay, good. Good moratorium. <laughs> unless, unless that stuff actually happens. Not, no more of this inquiry yes. or conversation of unless it's actually happening. Because I had an old boss at TMJ4, and he used to talk about how sometimes we would exhaustingly cover uh, various court proceedings. as Such and such is in court today for uh, pretrial motions, hearing, whatever. And you're like... Okay, it's important to follow people through the process if they've done acts that have made sure. the news or of things course. like that. Absolutely. But like he used to call it the various fits and starts of jurisprudence. Is it a 30-second news story every time somebody goes in there for a cup of coffee in court for a procedural thing? Yeah. Or should yeah, we yeah. cover the big stuff? And that's where I'm at with Speaker Voss. There is a recall effort uh, in his district down there in Racine County. I'm sure if he... Does he go into other counties? Bleed a little bit. You know, yeah, sure. you know where he is anyway. And there's a recall effort against him. I will mention it because it's legitimate. It's news and the papers have been filed and they're going to uh, try to oust him. And these are uh, Trump folks who don't like the speaker's uh, stance where he said, like, look, I'm, I don't want tr- Trump to be the nominee. I'm going to work against that. Um, they are disappointed that he didn't proceed with impeachment. Uh, the Wisconsin Elections Commission uh, executive director Megan Wolf. So they have a number of grievances, and those are their grievances, and it's their right to file a recall effort uh, against the speaker. And you have just stamped a moratorium for this. What? Well, because <laughs> they need. So anybody who wants to recall somebody from office, I think the standard is what, like twenty-five percent of the gubernatorial vote in the most recent gubernatorial election. I think I saw in the Journal Sentinel that comes out to for the district about seven thousand signatures. Okay. You know how hard it is to get seven thousand signatures. That's a lot. I mean, we got clowns running for Milwaukee County who can't get a few hundred signatures right. They've just submitted affidavits and whatever, and uh, these aren't right. 7,000 signatures is a real high bar. So until it gets anywhere close to that, that'll be that. Ron if you want us to take you seriously, make us take you seriously. Fair enough. All right. Thanks, Brian D. Let's get to the other stuff I mentioned here. Uh, so is Trump at court yet today? Looks like They're he waiting is for it. there. Closing arguments today in the civil fraud trial against former President Donald Trump does not appear he's going to give a closing statement. More on that in a moment. Did you see the size of the motorcade from Trump Tower down to the courthouse? <laughs> no, that's done intentionally, I think. Right? It was at least a dozen vehicles. They do that all on these purpose. people. Yeah. There's no I was expecting to that. see a cab in there at some point. It's like, hey, who let this guy in here? <laughs> so he's uh, seems like he is at the courthouse now in New York. This is the civil fraud trial, and Trump had at least more than floated the idea that he wanted to participate in the closing arguments yeah. himself. Yeah. So not exclusively, but he would have a turn. And the judge was going to let it happen 
under certain parameters, which include, and this is a quote from some back and forth between the judge and the Trump attorneys, he may not seek to introduce new evidence, he may not testify, he may not comment on irrelevant matters in particular, and without limitation, he may not deliver a campaign speech, and he may not impugn myself, my staff, plaintiff, plaintiff staffs, or the New York State court system, and it goes on. <laughs> Too many rules for Trump. Which makes sense yes. if you think about it. You can't just have someone come up there and just start spouting. Hey, it's my closing. I say whatever can't I want. You can't introduce new evidence now. Right. You can't. Can't just say that. So it sounds like that was too many rules for the president's team, the former president's team, and he is not expected to participate in those closing but arguments. But still worth watching. But still worth keeping have. an eye on. So leading by record numbers. Meanwhile, candidate Trump, he's that's him working a rope line at a town hall event in Des Moines. Of course, he skipped the debate again last night, which was nearby. Had a one-man show on Fox and stole some of the headlines of the night claiming he, he has chosen his VP candidate. The former president in that separate town hall says that he already has a vice presidential uh, pick in mind, not necessarily revealing who that is. There's so much speculation around that. Obviously, Trump is ahead by 50 points in the national polls, 30 points here in Iowa. That's ABC's Rachel Scott. It's a brilliant move, actually. Right, just Don't know if it was done intentionally. I assume it was. It's a brilliant move to steal some headlines. You know, the folks watching the former president on Fox were there to watch the former president on Fox. So they were going to hear that anyway. But right. How does it how does he branch out from that and steal some of the spotlight, as you mentioned, from the debate, which was going on nearby? That's one way. Drop like, hey, I got a piece of news. Maybe he knows. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Right. Former Governor Chris Christie. He was the big news of the day up until he's out. He's dropping out of the campaign less than a week before the caucuses. Didn't he earlier, like almost literally earlier in the day, say, I'm in this for the law? Yeah, within 24 hours. What happened? Sure seemed like it, but right. yep, out. Is he the vice presidential pick? Of course not. <laughs> Absolutely no, he's not. not. Right. But he had a lot to say when he thought nobody else was listening. Let me have ABC's Andy Field tell you that. He did not know the microphone was on while talking backstage in New Hampshire. Chris Christie then predicted a big loss for rival Nikki Haley. And she's going to get smoked. And you and I both know it. She's not up to this. And before he ended his campaign, Christie commented on a talk he had with Ron DeSantis. I talked to De- DeSantis, called me, petrified that I would. And then the microphone cut off. Oh! ABC what? News. Oh! What do you think? He's, he's petrified that I would, and then right, it cuts out. Endorse Haley, maybe, was what he was going to say. I don't, I don't. Petrified? Except the VP right. request made by Trump. How did it cut out right at that moment? That was somebody listening, right? It was this, or finally realizing, like, ooh, this thing's on. That's like, the treasure is buried <laughs> in the third stone. <laughs> and the, oh. No, no, <laughs> die, don't die. <laughs> don't, don't die like an old Western, right? <laughs> the treasure is buried in the, oh, don't die. What is that? That's, that's actually a thing. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Right? Yeah. Carson. The name is Carson. In one of the Naked Gun movies. Yeah, probably, right? So, I don't. no one knows what the rest of that sentence was. I haven't seen it reported yet this morning. So, Christy out. You had the debate last night. No time to get to all this stuff. I mean, I don't know what to do with that sometimes. Uh, you know, when you have a couple of minutes, do you give each one of them a back and I, forth? I need to know whatever? who the toughest candidate is. It seems to Man. be like the question of the day on That's, the networks. What? That's what these have become now. That was actual graphic on there. Yes. It said, Haley DeSantis, fight over who's the toughest. Okay. Right. All right. I'm tougher than you. I don't even know yeah. what that means. Well, I will play you this because uh, this was at Eric's alma mater, Drake University yes, in, in Des Moines, right? That's is right. Drake is. Yep. 
Former Ambassador Haley with a shot and a nod to Eric's fellow drinking buddies. But every time he lies, Drake University, don't turn this into a drinking game because you will be overserved go, by the end of the go. night. Yeah. <laughs> the Bulldogs! Don't tell us what to do. We might have a game yet. <laughs> oh, yeah? I've been on that stage, by the way. Have you? Multiple times. <laughs> Probably playing a drinking game. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Is that a bit, was that a big party school, Drake? Oh, it was no, a smart kid there's, school. Uh, there's uh, Greek Street and everything, so I spent some time on Greek Street. Okay, and so you know I lived some on pe- Greek Street. You know some people who partied a little bit. Okay, yeah. cool. there have been a game or two, especially during all the politics stuff. We enjoyed this time of year when there'd be the politics stuff. Polls here, polls there. The first poll that actually counts is in Iowa on Monday. How about that, classic team play. Take it away, Bill. Stay out with the words. Yeah. Everybody sing along. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Remember I said those things about the games? Huh. Something about Bulldogs and blue and white. Something. Fire clubs. <laughs> Yay. Go Spike. WTMJ Forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Campeding, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Hey, let me get you the latest from WTMJ meteorologist Craig Copeline, who's out with some new numbers this morning. And again, these could change. We're still about 24 hours out from the big snowfall for tomorrow. Craig says, based on what he's seeing right now, total accumulation 6 to 12 inches. The low end of the range, most probable near Lake Michigan. The high end, most probable well inland. Again, there's a 6 in there. So you heard 6 to 12. (laughs) Remember, it could be 6 instead of 12. And Craig's got the start time somewhere between 2 and 5 a.m. Friday. Now, it picks up in earnest. It's uh, a long duration. Yeah, afternoon on Friday. But there will be something going probably on your way around town, maybe to work or school if we have it on uh, Friday morning. So that's it would end sometime Saturday Saturday. morning. Yeah, he's got end time 3 to 7 a.m. On Saturday, Craig's going to join us live tomorrow. Stick with WTMJ as new numbers come in all the time on the coming storm. And for today, stay safe on your drive. It would end sometime Saturday, Saturday. morning. Yeah, he's got end time 3 to 7 a.m. on Saturday. Craig's going to join us live tomorrow. Stick with WTMJ as new numbers come in all the time on the coming storm. And for today, stay safe on your drive.